Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On Podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say, it's not just me on the show today, so before we start waxing lyrical about wagers, let's get the introductions out of the way. First up, I'm joined by Sam Tizzle. Sam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show and I hope all is well. Hi, Dan. Hi, Jamie. All's well. Thanks very much. Yeah, I'm uh, Yeah, I'm feeling pretty positive about England's chances now after the, uh, after the game last night. I was really impressed with some of the performances on show, but I'm also at the same time glad that we're now back into the actual domestic uh, season as well. It's just, there's something about the international break. Don't get me wrong. It was all right last night with the Italy one, but the rest of it, I just struggled to get into the big gaps in between games and the, the nothing games as well. But yeah, feeling good. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's felt a slog. It's only been a week, but it feels like it's been at least two in terms of international football. However, Jamie, last but certainly not least is you, Jamie Brown. So how are you feeling after the weekend's international football? Yeah, obviously, uh, just echoing Sam's thoughts, really. Obviously, watching England play and, and beating Italy, obviously getting that revenge for, from the Euros, beating them at Wembley was obviously nice. And, and you know, qualifying um, for Germany is, is going to be, uh, you know, I'm really excited by our chances. And uh, yeah, obviously, we got to see a good performance yesterday from England. So that was nice. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since it feels a long time since we've been able to watch some domestic football. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to this this show and kind of talking about it. Okay, that's all the intros out of the way, so let's get down to business. And of course, before we start, wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips and insights. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag, and who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. Okay, where should we start first? Let's go to Merseyside, as it's Derby Day on Saturday, Liverpool play host to Everton, and Sam, the Toffees have failed to win any of their last four league derby clashes. Could the value be the home win to nil or to 13-8? to eight? Yeah, so I fancy Liverpool for the win in this one, but I'm not so confident on the clean sheet option. So delving into it quickly, there was, in nine of the last ten Premier League games to Liverpool, there's been both teams on the score sheet. What I'm actually finding with Everton, as much as we have sort of doubted them in previous shows about their chances of staying up, I actually think, We've seen signs of something that actually maybe Sean Dyche might get them to stay up. And I think there is possibly three worse teams in the league than them at this moment in time. Um, they're also creating quite a few chances. The problem obviously has been with them putting the ball in the back of the net. But yeah, surprise for a Dyche sort of team. They're actually put, their, their XG is actually pretty high. It's just a case of converting them chances, which they have actually started to do in a few recent performances. So I actually have a feeling they might get on the score sheet here. So I'll be looking at the... Uh, both seem to score under the pull-win option at 6-4 to four instead, I think. OK, then, Jamie, there is something else to take into account, though. Not only have Everton failed to win any of their last four of the Merseyside derby, they failed to score in their last three. That also means under 2.5 total goals is at 15-8. to eight. So is that something that tempts you at all? Yeah, I think with these Everton matches, I'm kind of always expecting maybe low-scoring matches. We know the way that Sean Dyke sets this Everton Everton team up, and and that's going to lead for for these games being low-scoring. Um, look, obviously Liverpool they come into this one, I think as the favourites, and I do expect them to have a fairly routine win here. Obviously, it's been a very strong start for them. Got three wins and three at Anfield as well, so a good start at home. However, I kind of think that people might maybe overestimate how much how easily they'll win this game. 
I think the early kickoff just after the international break, that's that's sure to have an impact on this one as well. You know, maybe for maybe more so for Liverpool in terms of, you know, really getting up for this one, really looking to put Everton to the sword. Um, I think Everton can cause them slight issues and um uh, but I think ultimately, as I said, I think Liverpool should just about be too strong for them. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like the look of um, Liverpool just about coming out on top. I've even got a correct score bet, 2-0. I do like the look of that one. So, 2-0 win, you can get at 17-2. But, yeah, under 2.5 goals, I, I, I think it's definitely the way to go here. Yeah, I think I'd agree with you on that front. Sam, let's look at it from a half-time, full-time point of view, though. Where would your focus be going before Saturday lunchtime? Yeah, so if I'm looking at it from that point of view, I think I'm going for a cagey first half. Um, I think it's going to be one of them games where you might see a few sort of tired legs on the international break, essentially. Liverpool obviously had a lot of players that have been out of action. Uh, sorry, they're playing out there, over there. And they'll be sort of coming into this game a little bit tired, maybe. And obviously the early kickoff, it's obviously, you see it quite often with these early kickoff games. They never quite live up to the hype. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be back in a slow starting game with Liverpool to come out eventually on top. So I'm going to go for the draw at half-time and Liverpool to win at full-time. OK, and Jamie, if you're looking at the anytime goal-scorer market, which Merseyside man takes your fancy before kick-off? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be slightly boring here and I'm going to just stick with the, the ever-reliable ever Mo Salah. Uh, you can get him at 10-11 to 11 to score any time. He's got a good record against Everton as well. He scored four in his last six appearances versus the Toffees. Um, scored five in eight, uh, five goals in eight games this season already. So he's having a good season. Obviously, it doesn't feel like he's had an emphatic uh, goal-scoring season so far. But he's kind of just chipping away. And um, yeah, I think this will be another game where he can get on the score sheet. Um, obviously, it is a, a, a safe bet. and But, you know, he's just so reliable. And uh, that's why he'd be my pick. Um, and obviously, as well, Liverpool, no Gakpo. Um, so they are kind of slightly limited with forward options. So Salah's definitely going to come in for this one. So, uh, yeah, Salah's my pick here. OK, next up, we're off to the South Coast because it's a big one towards the bottom. Bournemouth play host to Wolves. And Sam, the Cherries are without a league win at the moment. Can they finally get off the mark with three points in the bag at order 13 to 10? Do you know what? Unfortunately, I've got a feeling that Wolves actually could come away with a win here, uh, nine to five. So Bournemouth's performances, from what I've been watching, they've gradually declined. And I think they started the season some kind of positive showings. I know they weren't getting the results, but they were they were giving it some good, yeah, put some good performances, get some decent sides. You know, they're unlucky in a few games, but what I'm seeing now is that I think it's gradually wearing on them the fact that they're not getting the three points and. It, I don't know, but the, the confidence seems to be going out of the performances and we're not seeing the same Bournemouth I'm, I'm, I saw at the beginning of the season. I'm also starting to get a bit uh, worried for the manager's long-term chances. Obviously, we saw how um, how the board removed Gary O'Neill after what we thought was a pretty fine job, to be honest with you. I think most people agreed. So I think it's kind of like shaky times now at Bournemouth, if I'm honest with you. And I think, yeah, I don't think confidence is very high at the moment. I think Wolves could uh, snap up that opportunity here. Nine to five looks a good prize to me for the win. Yeah, do you know what? I was tempted by that. I was going to maybe go for a long shot pick later in the show, but I thought someone else might have gone for it. So that's why I stood back. But I think if I had to pick one, it'd definitely be Wolves. There's obviously the neat subplot of Gary O'Neill coming back to the vitality. There's also the neat subplot of Pedro Neto and his assists because he's already created five goals for Wolves this season, Jamie. Do you like the look of another assist? The odds of nine to two. 
Yeah, I mean, he's having a really good season so far. And I think a number of uh, the top clubs are looking at him now. I think Arsenal were definitely one that were keeping an eye on him. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously for this weekend, as you mentioned, five assists so far. Um, is worth noting that he is kind of outperforming the stats, underlying stats at the moment. Uh, he's got an XA of uh, 2.21. So as I said, just he is slightly overperforming it in that sense um, as well. It's worth noting that Wolves haven't been particularly prolific so far this season. Uh, nine goals in eight so far. Um, however, crucially, I think it's worth noting that Bournemouth have conceded the third most goals in the league so far. They've conceded uh, 18 and eight. So if Wolves have any chance of kind of really kind of putting Bournemouth to the sword, I think this is, or, or, or certainly racking up a couple of goals, this is the game to do it in and uh, could be well a chance for, for Neto to add to his assist tally for this season. So uh, yeah, I think at that price, I do quite like this one. Well, you mentioned Bournemouth's goals numbers in terms of against. Also, their goals for is only five. So that brings you to Sam and the goal line because it's rather tight in this one. Over, under 2.5. Over is four to five. Under is evens. So which way do you see it panning out of the vitality? Yeah, so I'm going for a narrow Wolves win in this one. I think Bournemouth's lack of goal threat, as you just touched upon there, is pretty much what's led me down this path. Uh, so I think evens is decent value. I think it's going to be a one one at most 2 0 Wolves win. I've got a feeling that Bournemouth are just not going to score for some reason. I think Wolves are going to go in there, uh, shut Bournemouth out, I think, and then Wolves will just nick it. Yeah, so I'm going to go for unders at two and a half, sorry, under two and a half at evens. Okay, Jamie. Wolves have actually been handed an average of three cautions per game this season. You can get four to six and over 4.5 in total on Saturday. Is that a bet that takes your fancy at all? Mm, yeah, well, when I was looking into this one, it was quite interesting to see because I think it's two red cards as well in the last four as well. So their discipline so far has not been great. Uh, it's also worth noting that Bournemouth themselves, they've averaged two yellow cards a game this season as well um, uh, in, their, in their defeat to Everton as well in their last outing. They collected two yellow cards there. So, you know, if, as you said, if you kind of consider... The, the discipline record of Wolves as well, um, who was worth mentioning as well. Their last outing, they got four yellow uh, yellow cards in that one. So uh, yeah, I think I, I think this could well be worth a shout given the the, dis the discipline of both sides so far. Okay, it's a big clash on the south coast. It's a big clash in West London, and that means we're going to go bet building once again as Chelsea play host to Arsenal. So Sam, I wanted the result last week. It's back to the end. Anytime goal scorer, what have you got for me? Yeah, so I'm actually going to go for Gabriel Martinelli. Obviously, we saw him score a big goal uh, for Arsenal last time out. Uh, and I'm thinking it could be another big goal in the cards for him here as well. Obviously, we don't know about the Saka circumstances. I'm guessing he's not going to be available uh, to play in this match here. Uh, Odegaard's been another big goal threat for them this season. He's, he's added three goals so far this campaign. But I think, obviously, you've got to look at it here. I'm, I'm fancying an Arsenal win. Uh, but... I I think it's going to be, if it's going to come from anywhere, I think it's going to be coming from the wide areas. And I think it's going to be uh, Martinelli to do it again for some reason. I don't think, I don't think Hayes, I don't fancy Jesus or Nketiah for the prices that are available. I think Martinelli is where the value lies at 12 to 5. Okay, Jamie, sounds awesome. for Martinelli to do the business. What do you want in terms of over under goals? Yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for this game because obviously it's a Chelsea team as well have kind of really picked up. And um, I think they can make this a tough game for, for the Gunners here. Um, obviously, you saw Chelsea, they scored twice versus Fulham, put four past Burnley as well. So, you know, and the team in terms of attacking options, they're starting to look quite good now. Obviously, Sterling coming into it a form. Um, I think as well, Cole Palmer looks really good. 
Modric got a goal on um, on international duty. Obviously, got off the mark versus Fulham as well in the Premier League. So, yeah, I mean, I think this could be a quite an interesting one, as you know, Sam mentioned with uh, you know the, the goal scoring options, plenty for Arsenal to pick from. So, uh, yeah, I think this will be you know a proper derby match. I think form's going to go slightly out the window, and I think we'll see lots of goals here. So, uh, I'm going to go for over two point five. Okay, I'm going to go to the both teams to score market. Primarily, Jamie, for your reasons, but as you sort of said, there's no doubt that Chelsea were building a slight head of steam, maybe a bit more before the international break. Unfortunately, that same pause might be the one thing that unsettles them before the visit of Arsenal on Saturday. Now, the Gunners will be looking to fire on all cylinders, especially after that important win over Manchester City before the break. They've kept three clean sheets on the road in succession. However, all defensive runs have to come to an end at some point. Chelsea's tails up are sort of showing an attack. So I just feel that if Arsenal are to win, they may have to give away a goal in the process. So that's why both teams to score at 7-10 to 10 look so prominent. OK, let's just recap our three picks. And Sam has gone for Gabriel Martinelli to score any time. Jamie's gone for over 2.5 total goals. And I've gone for both teams to score at Stamford Bridge. This one is 11-2, to 2, which means £10 on the betting slip, £65 in your back pocket if it gets over the line. I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. And Sam... Things are starting to click for Chelsea before the international break. Could there be a surprise when it comes to the result as the home win is priced at 21 to 10? Yeah, do you know what? It's one of them games where obviously I think anything can happen. The Stamford Bridge, you know, Chelsea can obviously play the best football and Chelsea, with the squad that they've got, you know, they are capable of producing big performances. But I must say, I've just said it obviously before in the bet build that I do fancy Arsenal to come away with the win here. I think it'd be a crying shame for them if they didn't come away with uh, at least a point from this game but uh, a win would be massive for them after that Manchester City win as well um, before the international break so I think for me Arsenal it's all guns blazing for the Premier League title chase this time round and obviously getting over the line finally Um, so for me yeah I think they're going to be fully focused on getting the job done Uh, I think just over the international window as well a few of the Arsenal players performed very well uh, I just think that, yeah, I think the momentum's kind of with Arsenal at this moment in time. Well, this is it, Joey, because the last thing that Arsenal needs is after a Herculean effort against Manchester City to then go a step back. So, with that kind of momentum being slightly halted by the international break, are Arsenal going to be better for it? Or are they going to be worse for it? The away win is 13-10. to 10. What direction of travel are you going in? Yeah, I think I'm going to go for an Arsenal win here. As I said, you know, look, Chelsea, they've looked better. They have, there's definitely been some sort of improvement, but I mean, maybe you can caveat it in terms of they have only beaten Fulham, they have only beaten Burnley. Obviously, Burnley have looked really poor, but nonetheless, I, I think I mentioned a couple of shows ago, the, the underlying numbers for Chelsea have been good and they, they look like they were going to eventually turn it around. And so maybe this kind of this good run was was no surprise, but... Look, they're facing an Arsenal team here who I think are just too good at the moment. Obviously, they're on a good run now, Arsenal. Beat Bournemouth, obviously got that massive win versus Manchester City. Um, obviously, going to have some good injury news for them as well. Obviously, it looks like Saka probably going to be back. Obviously, fully rested, having not gone away on international break. Saliba as well, he didn't go away with France and uh, he's been have a, had a chance to be fully rested. So, yeah, I think I think the team news as well, is, it looks good for Arsenal. Um, so, yeah, I, I think this is one where Arsenal will just come out on top. I think it's going to play out pretty much, as I said, um, a proper derby. I think form will somewhat go up the window, but um, Arsenal just too good. So I'm going to go for an Arsenal win here for sure. OK, Sam, I mentioned both teams to score just a couple of minutes ago. That's 7-10. to 10. Are you tempted by that bet at the same time? Yeah, do you know what? I can see it being a, uh, a high-scoring game. We've obviously touched upon that before. I think it's going to be one of them where 
you know, Chelsea know that realistically they're going to have to give Arsenal a go to get anything out of this game. Uh, and Arsenal aren't shy going forward as well. So I think both teams are going to have to absolutely throw everything at it. Um, I hope it's not going to be one of them cagey games. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a, both teams to score an Arsenal win. So yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely liking that. Okay, Jamie, if you're looking at the first 45 minutes market, would you be tempted by one team, that being Chelsea or Arsenal, to be ahead at the interval odds of 8 to 13? Yeah, well, look, I kind of expect this to be a close game. As I said, I do think Arsenal will come out on top. Um, but I think it'll be one that maybe is even going into the break. Uh, you can get that at 6 to 5, that, that's a draw at half time. And uh, as I said, yeah, I, I just think that Chelsea, the way that they've been going, I think they can make this a tricky one for Arsenal. Um, as I said, do think Arsenal will win it, but uh, I think both teams going into the half-time uh, level, I think, is 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 going to be my pick here. OK, that one could go to form. Now we're going to look for ones that go against the grain because it's time for our long shot Acker. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Sam, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, so I'm headed down to the Championship. Two very informed teams. So we've got Swansea, who are playing Leicester City. Swansea, obviously, the hosts here, but... Leicester flying at the top of the league, 30 points from 11 games. So they're definitely the team to beat. But the Swans themselves come into this game on the back of four consecutive league wins. So the way I see this going, I think Leicester are going to get the job done. But I do fancy both teams to get on the score sheet. So if you like the look at that bet, it's 12 to 5. I like the sound of that. Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Yeah, I'm going to go to Syria for my pick and I'm going to go for Monza to get a draw with Roma at 13-5. to um, It's been a poor season so far for Jose Mourinho's team. Um, they're currently sat 10th in the league, um, you know, and, and also they've drawn t- twice. They've lost three games so far. Um, so, yeah, as I said, not been a great start for them. Uh, Monza, they're heading to this one. They're ahead of Roma in the league at the moment. They're currently sat in seventh place. Uh, they're undefeated in five league matches now. So that's obviously a good run of form for them. Um, they've also uh, they've also won their last two matches as well, Monza. So I think they'll come into this one full of confidence, feeling like they can get something. Obviously, Roma in a, in a difficult period as well at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I think they will get something. They'll get a point here at 13-5. to five. OK, I'm going to go to West London as Brentford play host to Burnley. And although the Clarets have struggled at Turf Moor this season, they have fared better when it comes to being on the road. Four points from nine on offer when Vincent Company's men go on their travels. And by the same token, Brentford are yet to win on home soil this season. With this in mind, I'm going to go for the away win at odds of 7-2. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some Premier League headlines now. And next up, we go to the Etihad as Manchester City goes to Brighton. Pep's men will be keen to bounce back after their previous outing. It's 4-11, Sam, for the home win. A little too short, in your opinion. Um, do you know what? I think it's about right on the money, to be fair. I think what we're seeing with Brighton is a little bit of a drop-off. And I acknowledge there's also been a drop-off in Man City as well. Uh, but I think that's mainly because, because Rodri's not been about. He's been suspended. With him now back from suspension, I expect to see City go full pelt again. Um, and obviously, off the back of that defeat against Arsenal, I think we're going to see City really come back to the forefront and see exactly what they're all about. See that still that we, we've seen them before. I'm expecting a massive performance from City this weekend. Um, coming off the international break, I think Pep's going to be... Uh, yeah, I think he, he's going to be gunning for that title, let's put it that way. So, I think, yeah, Brighton, I think, could be in for a bit of a beating, to be honest, this weekend. Well, there's always that sense that when City lose, they're a wounded animal and you don't want to be the team that faces them next. Unfortunately for Brighton, they are that team. With that being said, Jamie, 
Brighton have already had some joy in Manchester this season. So how does the double chance, odds of two to one, sound to you? Yeah, look, unfortunately for Brighton, I've, I've kind of got the exact same notes as, as both of you guys. Um, I think this is the worst possible time to face Manchester City just after they've lost their game, uh, as they did to Arsenal. I think they're going to be here wanting to make a big statement. And uh, yeah, I, I think here I can't see anything, anything other than a big City win. Um, yeah, and also you look at Brighton's form, it doesn't really suggest that they're going to be able to kind of stop this Manchester City team. So I'm kind of expecting a, a pretty emphatic Man City win, obviously, as well. We, we've seen Brighton defensively. They've had a few issues recently. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go for a big Man City win here. Well, it seems this City are going to be quick out the traps, which means, Sam, I want you to focus on the first goal scorer bet. Who is going in on your betting slip before the weekend? Yeah, so I'm going to be going for the Argentine Alvarez, 4-1. Uh, to one. Uh, I could have gone for Haaland, but I just wanted some with a bit bigger odds, to be quite honest with you. Uh, Alvarez, obviously, we've mentioned it so many times on the show. He's been pivotal pretty much for Pep's uh, attacking line and their, their successes so far in the season. Uh, absolutely brilliant season. I mean, his value just keeps increasing. So, for me, he's going to be the man to get the job done uh, for this one. Now, Jamie, the goal line is going to be of interest here. You can get 10 to 11 on either over 3.5 or under 3.5. So, which side of the fence would you be sitting on? Yeah, look, as I said, I think this is going to be a big Man City win. So I'm definitely going to go for over 3.5 here, uh, over 3.5 goals here. Um, Brighton, as I said, defensively have, have been pretty poor so far this season. Uh, they conceded 16 goals in eight matches so far. Um, then, of course, you look at Manchester City, so many goal scoring options there. Um, and they've been averaging uh, just over two goals a game so far this season. So I think if you look at Man City's attack, you look at Brighton's defence so far, I think this is a game that will have lots of goals. So a City win over 3.5 goals you can get at 6-4. It could be bad news for Brighton. It might be bad news for either Brentford or Burnley. They meet on Saturday, as we already know. But Sam, as I didn't say, the Bees are without a win in six as well. So can they finally return to winning ways at odds of 3-4? Do you know what? I've got a funny feeling about this game ending in a stalemate. Um, but do you know what? Brentford have been my bogey team all this season. So... Yeah, I've not been able to correctly call them. Every time I've backed them to sort of step up and do something, they've been the team that's probably let me down the most. So, yeah, so for me, Brentford have been the most unpredictable, the most unpredictable team in the league. Um, yeah, I'm going to be going for a draw in this one. I think Brentford are just flattering to deceive me at the moment. Uh, I don't know what's quite going on with Thomas Frank's side. I think they started the season. There was there's some positivity with the performances. Um, um, Buemo and Visa, uh, for example, were the two players that I was particularly impressed by. But it just seems to have died off the goal threat-wise. So, yeah, I'm thinking that Burnley might actually take the chances here and get a draw from this game. Yeah, I mean, you look at Brentford, it's been a funny start to the season. At the start of the campaign, there was almost this kind of, we're without Tony, we're galvanised, we don't need him, we're going to show that everything's going to be fine. That's ebbed away over the last few weeks. And I think also in goal, they've had issues. Flecken has not been a good replacement for David Raya, that Prohaska wasn't really great against Manchester United a couple of weeks ago. So they've had issues in between the sticks as well. And you just think that if Brentford were to lose at the weekend or even draw, you kind of think, well, they're not going to be everyone's first pick for relegation, but they are 15th in the table at the moment. And they might be the side that just kind of goes under the radar for a little bit. If they're in this situation by Christmas, you might be thinking, actually, they could be in for a really tough campaign. But Jamie, we're not there yet. But what I do want from you is a... Result and both teams to score combo. What have you got for me for the weekend? 
Yeah, I mean, all that you just said, guys, has just kind of made me feel a little bit bad about my pick, but uh, I, I still think it will come good. I'm going to go for a Brentford win and both teams to score no. So I think I'm going to go for a Brentford clean sheet here and a win, um, two to one. I've been really disappointed with how Burnley have, have done so far this season. Obviously, Vincent Company kind of came into the season uh, looking like, you know, he'd got a really exciting team here, but... They just kind of haven't really been able to, you know, stop goals going in. Obviously, we, we saw them concede another four goals against Chelsea in their last outing as well. They're not scoring many either. It's just seven goals in eight in total. Um, they've failed to score in four, nearly 40% of their games so far this season as well. Um, so I, I think this could be a good chance here for Brentford to, to finally get three points on the board at home. Um, as I said, it has been, you know, a tricky start to the season so far. But I think that this is a game where, you know, they can have some luck. And as I said, I think they will come out on top. I think they can even do so with, with a win to nil. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for that at two to one. We'll keep our eyes on that one. We'll also keep our eyes on St. James's Park because Newcastle plays to Crystal Palace that same afternoon. Sam, Palace have kept a clean sheet in the last three league outings. I can give you 11 to 2 for it being four in a row at St James's Park. Would you be taking that Newcastle fan aside? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah, um, basically, I think Newcastle are going to go for the win. Um, obviously, I was disappointed to see how we kind of ended the game against West Ham. I thought we were the better team. I think we should have put that game to bed. Uh, we just allowed West Ham to obviously get the point later on. I think, you know, it's still not a bad point to take, though, because to be fair, West Ham are in a great season. Uh, I just think it's a shame how that one ended. That, that would have kept us on a, on a win streak, which would have been four in a row. But I do expect us to get back to winning ways here. I think confidence is very high within the squad at this moment in time. And I just think we're ultimately going to be too strong, especially at St. James Park, which is absolutely rocking at this moment in time. Actually, Sam, I'll veer off the script very quickly. Tonali and his sort of betting issue. What do you make of that and what will the ramifications be for the Newcastle squad? Yeah, I'm really intrigued to see how this one pans out, to be quite honest with you, whether he actually features in the squad at the weekend. Um, I have a feeling he might be left out, uh, taking out the sort of the eye, if you know, public eye. Uh, I think that would be advisable. But, you know, I trust Eddie Howe's judgment, whatever he chooses to do on this occasion. Uh, it's going to be an interesting few, uh, a few months ahead to see how this one pans out. Because obviously, we, I mean... The thing is, we don't, we just there's so many things to question about this. Like, you you wonder did Milan have any sort of insight whether this was in the background? You just don't know. There's certain things thinking that now, as the Newcastle fans start to think, actually, we did seem to be able to get hold of them quite easily. Um, you know, it just there's a few little things. That it'd be a shame to see if anything goes ahead here and it's and every all these revelations come true and hope I'm hoping from a Newcastle fan's perspective that it's kind of a case of like he was betting on stuff like poker and things like apparently he said but if it turns out he's been betting on football games and stuff like that then obviously we've got a huge problem so I'm intrigued to see well not intrigued I'm uh biting my nails on this one let's put it that way Jamie from a more neutral perspective how this impact Newcastle in their midfield and their ongoing performances yeah, I mean, obviously, he's, you know, he's a fantastic midfielder and obviously made a good start so far. But look, I, I still think Newcastle have, have got more than enough quality in that midfield still. I mean, you look at the likes of Bruno Gamares still in there. Um, obviously, Joel Linton as well as a player to come back. 
So I, st- I still think that Newcastle are a team that have plenty of quality. So it would obviously be a big, be a big shame for them to lose Tenali and obviously such a big asset as well for the club, you know, to have invested the money they did into him and to potentially lose him would be obviously a great shame. And as I said, just to have that quality, is, is it would be huge for them. But uh, I, I still think they're quite well equipped to, to have a good season. Um, I, I, as I said, yeah, I still think they've got plenty of midfield options. So, yeah, as I said, obviously it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think we've already seen, you know, uh, I think it was Fajoli from uh, Juventus who was given us, I think it was seven to eight month ban. Obviously, we've seen Tony as well handed a similar, uh, you know, similar length ban. So, yeah, I'm sure Newcastle fans are not going to be too happy with, with, with that one for sure. Yeah, I guess in the worst case scenario that Newcastle have to get to January, it's only, what, two and a half months. They could easily go and buy another midfielder, even just loan someone for a short period. So obviously far from ideal, but they, they've got enough to manage. But obviously it's not what they expected. And you do wonder how much Milan knew in the first place. But anyway, let's pivot back to the match itself, Jamie. Newcastle suffered a slight PSG hangover at West Ham for the international break. So how does a home win and over 2.5 goals at 5-4 to four sound to you? Yeah, I do like the look of this one. Um, I certainly think that Newcastle are going to come out on top. I think Palace, obviously, have had some real issues with injuries so far this season. Um, they've got 11 in total at the moment, uh, two of which include Starman, Eze and Elise. So, obviously, that takes quite a, a few goals out of them. But Newcastle, obviously, have been scoring plenty of goals so far this season. Um, they're the second highest uh, scorers in the division with, with, with 20 goals. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think this can be a big win for them here against a, a Palace team who are obviously in somewhat disarray with injuries at the moment. So, yeah, I like the look of over 2.5 goals and a Newcastle win here. OK, before we move on, I want a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? Yeah, so I have gone for a correct score prediction in the game between Manchester City and Brighton. And I'm going to go for a big Manchester City win here, going for 4-1. Brighton will get on the score sheet. We see, obviously, over, over the last couple of seasons, they create so many opportunities. So I do think they'll put one away. But I just think Manchester City are going to be, um, like, yeah, they're going to be possessed, I think, when it comes down to it. Because looking at back, well, back-to-back defeats, I think, isn't it, now in the Premier League? So... They're going to be wanting to really put on a show here and make a statement to the rest of the league saying, actually, do you know what? We are still here to defend this title. So Manchester City, for me, 4-1 win against Brighton, 16-1. Bad news for the Seagulls. Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I was going to say, kind of, what are the odds of uh, 4-1 Man City win happening? And, uh, well, I mean, we can see it's 16-1, but uh, that's exactly what I've gone for oh, as wow. well, <laughs> um, which is quite interesting. Go. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it really looks good. This one. I mean, look, we've seen at times where Man City, you know, they, they have maybe sometimes struggled to keep these clean sheets. They've let in the old goal, um, and as well, Brighton. We know. I think they're still a very good team. I think they're still going to be having a good season. So I think they're very much good to get on the score sheet here. But look, City, they'll just have too much firepower, and uh, I think they'll have enough to score four. So uh, yeah, interestingly enough, obviously we didn't, we didn't kind of plan for this, but. Uh, yeah, I've gone for a 4-1 win for Man City as well. Well, for all the reasons you sort of say, it makes perfect sense. I mean, we look at the goal line that we mentioned earlier, over 3.5 is 10 to 11 anyway. So you're only going to need, what, an extra goal to juicy that bit up. So you kind of think, well, you know, of all the signs of Man City being this wounded animal and Brighton, don't forget, conceded six Aston Villa. So when it's good, it's great at Brighton, but when it's bad, it can get really bad. So I think it's going to be a bit of a hiding for the Seagulls. But of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. 
Right, let's pop up some more Premier League headlines now. And next up, we go to the City Ground as Nottingham Forest host to Luton. Sam, the host are 8-13 to for a home win. Would that look good on a weekend, Acker? Right, so yeah, I'm thinking Forest are going to just, just edge a win. I'm saying just. I think it's going to be, they're going to scrape it. Um, I think it's going to be an awkward game, is this one, to be quite honest with you. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing much from Forest in the last few weeks. Uh, Luton, you know, they're... I'm seeing I've seen bits in their performances now. I'm starting to see something. I'm starting to see a goal threat at least. Uh, I think it could be a cagey game this one. I'm not expecting it to be a classic, but I do think that Forest will just come away with a win here. But yeah, it's not a game I'm looking forward to particularly. Uh, I think it'll be a case of Nottingham Forest will just come away with it in a low-scoring affair. Well, Jamie, I was going to ask you because this could be a game where a maximum of one goal is scored, so you can get under one point five goals at twelve to five. Is this a good balance between risk and reward? Yeah, I mean, look, obviously we um, we've come with the, the same score bet in terms of the four-one Brighton win, but maybe here's another one. I'm going to go for a one-nil win for Nottingham Forest here at six to one. I do like that a lot. Um, yeah, and I think for sure, look, this is a game between two teams who are you know almost the lowest scorers in the division. Forest they've scored eighty-eight. Well, it's just six goals for Luton in total. And uh, obviously, Luton's last outing was against my team Spurs. And uh, I thought they were very poor. And I think, you know, most other teams would have taken advantage of Spurs in that game. I think they had some good chances to, to kind of get on the score sheet. But their finishing was just really poor. And um, I, I, yeah, I, I think in front of a goal, that, that that's going to be a big issue for Luton so far this or for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, I think this is one where Forest should just about edge it. Obviously, they are at home here. They're facing a Luton side who have been really poor. And, you know, the look at the start they've made. Um, obviously, Forest they've kept two clean sheets already so far. Um, obviously, did so in the, the last outing as well against Crystal Palace. So, yeah, I think they should have more than enough to kind of keep Luton out here. But should be good for, for the win. So, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win at 6-1. to one. Yeah, you're bang on about Luton, especially when we saw them against Spurs. That If there was ever a team for Spurs to play against 10 men, Luton was the one. You only have to look at Adebayo's miss from two yards and you think that kind of sums up Luton's attacking threat in a nutshell at the moment. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just one goal at the City grounds. At the same time, Sheffield United are struggling for goals. They take on Manchester United. Sam, I'm going to be bold here and offer up a home win at 11-2. Are you going to have a bit of that? Oh, I'd love to take yeah, I'd love to take it on, but uh, I just have a feeling that Manchester United are going to inflict another defeat on Sheffield United. Unfortunately, uh, I mean, if United lose this one, imagine the amount of pressure on Ten Hag. Uh, but also, you got to look at the pressure on Hecking Bottom as well at the other end. Um, I think Sheffield United are banging trouble, and I think unfortunately for them, Manchester United is not a team you want to come across right now. Um, I think Rashford obviously scoring at, uh, over the international break as well, giving some confidence coming to this game. Yeah, I just think United, something about them, I fancy them for this one. I've not obviously enjoyed what I'm seeing from United this season, but I think ultimately they're going to be too strong for Sheffield United. OK, Jamie, by the same token, I can offer you the home double chance at 7-4. to four. Would that be of more interest? Yeah, look, I, I think Manchester United should win this one fairly comfortably. I, I just don't think that Sheffield United have anywhere near enough quality to kind of stop United here. Um, look, obviously, the Red Devils, it has been kind of a difficult couple of weeks for them. You know, they did just about get that win versus Brentford and obviously lost in the Champions League to Galatasaray. 
lost to Crystal Palace, but there has still been some games where they have been getting these wins against teams that have been really underperforming. As I said, obviously did beat Brentford only just though. So he got that when he went against Burnley. And uh, I think this is another team where, you know, despite playing poorly, they should be good here. And uh, yeah, obviously Sheffield United having a really, really poor season. I mean, it, seven defeats in eight is, is just shocking. Um, so, yeah, I think a, a Manchester United win here is, is definitely the way to go. But I think it might be a low-scoring one. Um, so, I, I think currently on offer, there's, there's under 3.5 goals, which obviously seems quite nice. So, United win under 3.5 goals, you can get at 7-5. to five. Do you know what? I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to take that double chance because the way I see it is that Sheffield United need a win. It's almost Paul Heckenbottom's last hurrah, Sheffield United manager. The international break might just be the reset button that they need. When you look at Manchester United, they're not a team I want to be spending money on this season. They're just too up and down. There's no confidence in them being back. So I think if there's going to be value, why not take the double chance of 7-4? to four? That's my theory. I could be massively wrong, but I just feel Sheffield United have to offer something. If it's going to happen, it has to happen this weekend. Otherwise, they're probably going to split ways with their manager. But anyway, let's move on to Sunday because Aston Villa post to West Ham. Ollie Watkins scored for England last weekend. Sam, is 7-5 to five for an anytime goal scorer bet one that you are considering? Yeah, do you know, I can see Ollie get on the score sheet again. He's in red-hot form with four goals his last three Premier League games. Um, I think, obviously, he's Emery's man, isn't he, at the top there. Um, I do fancy it. I just think the way that Villa are playing at this moment in time, they're very expansive with their attacking style. Uh, and he's obviously pivotal to everything that, uh, that happens there. And I think um, West Ham as well, we've seen with them, they're playing open football. Uh, teams they could be got at, they could be got up, but they also got teams as well. So I think it'd be a high-scoring game. And I think Ollie Ollie Watkins, yeah, for me, is definitely on the score sheet. Well, Jamie, Sam makes a very good point about West Ham. They can be got out because there's over 2.5 goals in each of the last seven league matches. Does the home win and three or more in total, odds of 13 to eight, seem a good starting point for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward to this game, actually. I think Aston Villa themselves, they're obviously big scorers at the moment. They've got 19, which makes them the third highest scorers in the division. Um, so, yeah, I think everything kind of about this game really does scream goals. Um, look, on both teams, I think they've got some good attacking options as well. Obviously, Jared Bowen definitely won for West Ham. You've got Diabe, as we mentioned as well. Ollie Watkins in, in really good form as well at the moment. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think this one's going to have lots of goals. Um, I do think it's going to end up being a draw, though. I think West Ham are having a really good season at the moment. Obviously, got that draw with Newcastle as well. Uh, they've lost just twice all season so far, and those defeats did come against Manchester City and Liverpool as well. So they have been a tricky team to beat. Um, and uh, that, that's why I think they're going to get a draw here. So I'm going to go for over 2.5s and uh, over 2.5 goals and a draw. Um, at eight to one, so uh, yeah, definitely at that price. And uh, the way West Ham have been playing, I, I really like the look of that one. Right, it's time for the best for last. It's Tottenham versus Fulham on Monday. Sam, can the host exact some Carabao Cup revenge with a home win in both halves? Odds are five to two. Yeah, so I like the look of this bet, five to two. Obviously, Tottenham are playing absolutely fantastic football with the new manager. Um, I can't see anything other than a Tottenham win here. I think they'll get out of the blocks quickly and I think they'll uh, dominate it throughout the game, to be quite honest with you. I think Fulham will put on 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes in the game where they'll compete, but I think ultimately Tottenham are going to be too strong. So, yeah, I definitely like to look at that bet. And, Jamie, if Tottenham are to win, you can also get 7-2 on them winning by a two-goal margin. Is that something that you'd expect from Andy's men on Monday? 
Yeah, look, this should be a comfortable win for Spurs. I think the stats definitely suggest that that, that should be the case. Obviously, that win over Luton was the first game this season. They haven't scored two or more in. So I think that's quite an interesting stat and, and certainly kind of backs up that Spurs have, have definitely been a, a, a very attacking team so far. Uh, meanwhile, you look at Fulham, they conceded 13 goals in eight matches as well. Um, it's just three wins to their win, uh, three three wins to their name all season as well. So it's not been a great start for Fulham. Um, the concern for me would be maybe some injuries for Spurs and, and suspensions. Uh, both uh, Hyun-Min Son and, and Christian Romero, they limped off with injuries during the international break. I think they should be okay, but whether they'll kind of be fully fit and, and uh, I, I still expect them to start, but whether they're going to be kind of raring to go for this one, I have a little concern, um, some slight concerns. Obviously, Sonny as well, he's going to be so important for Spurs in terms of getting some goals. So there is a little bit of caution with this one. Basuma as well, obviously he's uh, suspended for, for this game as well. So that could obviously maybe leave Spurs a bit open, in, in certainly in the midfield. Um, Hoybier is the, the guy who will probably come in and uh, he, is a, he is obviously a good backup option. But I think Basuma is a big loss for Spurs. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think this one's definitely worth kind of approaching with caution. But look, Spurs, should, despite maybe having some players with, with some injury concerns, should be good for this one. So... I probably would just about take that, yes. That wraps up our Premier League preview, but now it's time for our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each, we combine it into an acre. Let's try and go for bets over one to two, but less than evens, and let's see if we can get another winner over the line. Sam, you're up first. What have you got for me? So, it's a game we just spoke about. Um, both teams are scoring. Aston Villa versus West Ham is going to be the bet for me. Obviously, Aston Villa flying at this moment in time. Third highest scoring team, as Jamie mentioned, there 19 goals so far in this campaign. Obviously, David Moyes as well has got West Ham doing bits in the uh, Premier League as well. Um, so yeah, I'm fancying both teams to score. And uh, Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve? Mm, yeah, I mean, another game we've mentioned already was the Newcastle game, and uh, I think they should be good to beat Palace here. Look, been a good start so far for Newcastle, and uh, definitely backing them to continue it. I mentioned about Crystal Palace's injury record. Obviously, they. I think Crystal Palace, you know, do deserve a bit of credit, to be honest, because although I think that they are just about in the top half at the moment, but they've been missing some real, really, really key players, and obviously lost Wilfred Zaha at the start of the season. Um, to lose Eze and Elise to, to injury as well has, has made it very difficult for them, but they've still been okay. So definitely some credit to Palace there, but Newcastle should be too strong for them at one to two. Okay, I'm off to South Wales and the Championship. A Swansea play host to Leicester. The Swans may have hit a rich vein of form under Michael Duff as they've won each of their last four. Unfortunately for them, their opponents are top of the table and have won all of their last six. This could be a test for Enzo Mresca's men, but odds of three to four, I see him passing it with flying colours. Right, that brings us to full time, so I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the free bets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Sam, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Absolute pleasure as always. Thank you very much, boys. And Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me. Yeah, thanks, Dan. And yeah, obviously looking forward to, to some more Premier League action now. Obviously, it's felt like such a long wait. But uh, yeah, I think some really good games on the weekend. Obviously, that Arsenal-Chelsea game, one that I'm definitely looking forward to. So uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Cheers, guys. And also to the listeners out there. And with that said, it just leads me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye.